Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of the Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at Choice. Today I'm here on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Now, today we're going to be talking about sort of the similar thing to what we were talking about last week when we began talking about the cognitive health wedge of our self empowerment wheel, that empowerment wheel that we started earlier this year. But today we're going to be talking about more the right brain creative part of us, which is really important as well. So I'm excited to share a super guest with you today. Zola DeFermian is here with me, and I'm going to introduce her just after our first break. Now, I always want to tell you how much I appreciate all of you taking time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of time here with us at the show. My goal is to always provide great content so that you feel that your time was well spent, because I know everyone's life is really busy. Now, just a reminder, you can listen to all of the past episodes right here on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. Then we stream the last episode each week to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, and they're always on for you, so you can listen at 3 in the morning if you want to. Now, to be a part of this community, there's a few different ways that you can do that. If you're here on Blog Talk Radio, you can click on the follow, which is kind of near the top of the page. If you're listening on iTunes, click on subscribe. They really do the same thing. They just use different words. When you click on follow or subscribe, you'll be in the know. You'll be in the queue and we'll get reminders about the show. And if things you know change in a major way, I'll send you a reminder on that as well. And as I'm working to expand this show to other networks as well, I will certainly keep you in the loop as that progresses. Now, the Gifted Choice show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature. But I want you to take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. The Gifted Choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to begin every show with that little reminder that if you do need professional advice, medical attention, please do take care of yourself. Now, the call-in number for today I would like to give you because we always love to have call-ins. So the call-in number is 714-816-4716. And you can just listen on your phone if you like, or if you would like to talk with us live on the air, you have a question or a comment, or maybe you just want to say hi. Just press 1 on your phone and let lets me know here in the studio that you would like to be live on the air with us. And I can bring you on um, and we can all talk together. And I also have the chat room open today as I normally do. And I will be checking that from time to time throughout the show. So if you are more comfortable, you know, sending in a chat, saying hi over there or a question or a comment, certainly feel free to do that as well. Now, I'd like to begin every show. I've done this, gosh, for maybe the past year or so. with just a little bit of time for everyone, all of us listening today or whether you're listening to the recording, it sort of gives you permission to just stop. So seldom do we just stop and and we, we have become kind of human doings more than human beings. So I always like to provide this one minute or so on every show on Monday to give us all opportunity to just pause, and pay attention to our breathing. So if you're in a place where you can join me during this little one-minute meditation, please do. If you're driving out on the freeway, that might not be the best idea. So you may want to wait for later. But you can always play this again as the recording and listen to it if you like. So if you're in a place where you can join me, I would like you to Get comfortable in your chair or whatever you're sitting in or even if you're standing. If it feels comfortable for you to close your eyes, you can certainly do that, but you don't have to. I want you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose if you can. 
And then let it all out. Let that exhale go a really long time. That bigger breath when we begin gives a signal to your body that it's time to start. It's time to go inside and come into that centered, grounded place. So breathing in through your nose if you can. And out. That's all there is to do without pushing it or pulling it, just allowing it to be whatever is comfortable for you. You really can't do this wrong. And we have to breathe anyway. What we're doing here is just paying attention to our breath, which we so seldom do. Life is busy and things get in the way and we don't think about breathing. Breathing in and breathing out. There's nothing else that you need to do right now. At some level, you decided, you made a choice to listen to the show today. So this time is for you. As you breathe in, feel that abdomen expanding. And then breathing out, allowing that abdomen to collapse again. That's how we breathe when we're babies, when we're first born. And then life gets in the way and we stop breathing that way. But it's really healthy, really relaxing. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in. Taking in all that goodness that the universe has for you. And breathing out, letting everything go that you don't need right now. There's nothing else that you need to do except breathe. That's it. Breathing in. And out. Now as we get into our show for today, I want you to take one more Big breath in through your nose. And then let it all out. Let everything go that you don't need because this is time for you to be here, to be present, to be grounded and centered, and to listen to the show today. Ah, You know, I don't know about you, but after we do that, just that minute or so of breathing, paying attention to our breathing, I know it makes me feel better. I probably even start to talk a little more slowly. But that's something that I think is so valuable in life. And we don't often allow ourselves, give ourselves permission to do that. So I want you to bring that relaxed feeling with you to the show, that maybe grounded, centered feeling. If you feel different in some way, hang on to that feeling as we get into the show today. Thank you, everyone, for spending that moment with me to just stop and be. You know, as I was thinking about the show today, I thought how fitting today's topic is to sort of add on to what we started talking about last week. On when you know, last week we were talking about the cognitive health wedge of our self empowerment wheel. And we talked about how stress is such a a driver of poor cognitive health and all of the things that go with that. Well, today we're going to be talking about creativity and sort of feeding that right side of our brain, which is just as important. You know, we're all worried, or many of us, I should say, are worried about, you know, the sort of the dread of dementia and Alzheimer's because it's becoming more real all the time as we age. You know, I shared some startling statistics last week on the show. You know, like Alzheimer's is the sixth leading cause of death now, which is really pretty pretty high up there. And being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease is the number one fear of all adult Americans or most adult Americans, even more so than cancer. So it's even surpassed cancer. One in three U.S. seniors will die, actually, of Alzheimer's or some other form of dementia. It's the most expensive disease in this country. 
those are some of the, the sort of the bad news things that I talked about last week and then went into how we can really cultivate cognitive health and and have the, a better brain than we ever had maybe. That right brain, that creative side of us sometimes gets pushed aside, I think, in the way life is so busy. We all can probably do a better job of keeping that right brain healthy if we know some of the things to do and are aware of it. And I'm sure our guest today, Zola DeFermian, will share more on that as we come back from this short break. So I'm Bonnie Gressel, and you're listening to The Gift of Choice. And when we come back from our break, I'm going to introduce Zola, and we'll get into our conversation. I know she's got wonderful insights to share with us today. We'll be right back, everyone. Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the ultimate health and wellness gift set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. You can use them all for yourself or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click the Products tab. That's B-O-N-N-I-E. G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. You're listening to The Gift of Choice with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice is sponsored by MNB Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com. Welcome back to The Gift of Choice, everyone. I'm your host, Bonnie Gressel. Allow me to introduce my guest for today. I'm really excited to have her here. Zola DeFermian is a holistic educator and business coach with a rare combination of strengths. She brings nature awareness, optimal living, and wellness skills together. To these, she adds a strong focus of sharing awesome strategies to use our time and our minds to enrich the world. A lifelong meditator and mindfulness practitioner, as well as a successful artist and businesswoman, she also has studied brain science to bring learning strategies so that she could teach others to succeed. She says, why fumble in strife when we can optimize the use of our minds? How can we become the most greatest realized selves? For her, this was a driving question at a very young age, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about that from Zola today. In her business coaching practice, Zola acts as a touchstone for personal accountability. She listens and asks questions, providing caring yet concrete feedback so that we can develop a clear strategic plan. Through clarifying questions, visioning, and homework suggestions, as well as discussing the next steps, Through artful and strategic focus strategies, she's able to follow up, support, and empower others. Zola, welcome to the show today. I am so excited to have you here. Bonnie, I'm so grateful and happy to be here. This is a fabulous topic. Oh, great. You know, we spent sort of the last week talking about the more the left side of the brain, I guess, <laughs> and I think we're going to get more into the right side of the brain today. So, you know, I read a little bit about people, obviously, in their bio, Zola, but there's always more to the story. Can you share with us a little bit more about your journey? And, you know, you talk about that driving question about how can we become the greatest person possible at a young age? Tell us more about that. <laughs> Well, I'd love to. I'll tell you, I had a very unusual early life. I mean, maybe in other uh, Earth-based cultures, 
less unusual, but I spent a lot of time in nature alone. I had a um, fairly dysfunctional family, which isn't unusual, but I had the great fortune of always living somewhere close to a natural setting. So whether I was out in the forest or climbing on the beach at four years old or, you know, getting lost in a snowstorm on the island with myself and friends when I was five or six and I'm the leader, I just had uh, somehow been set free to be outdoors and um, there were phenomenal lessons and really nature is a great teacher so I was fortunate even though it was not your optimal childhood in some regards and things got better as my parents moved through issues they had But so I have this uh, immersion, this really deep connection with the natural world. And what I saw, um, and I was, was that by being present and really observing, the world reveals wonders, wonders. Mm -hmm. And the patterns that are out in the real natural world that we can connect with that are actually embedded in ourselves and part of us. I mean, that's what's so fabulous is all of this is comes naturally to us if we just learn to remember to do this connecting. But we have patterns for wholeness that are in ourselves. I mean, look how phenomenal. Just a scratch will heal itself. It's really very much like magic. You know, our memory as uh, you mentioned, can be almost automatic and the recall can be so vast. Um, You know, imagine the scent of strawberries as a child and the picture that comes up is just enormous. Well, what I got to discover as a young person was simply that there are patterns for wholeness and that life itself is not fragmented and so fraught with stress and trauma as human lives seem to be. And so we've we've gotten a little off track a little bit, I think. You know, we're beyond the cave, <laughs> caveman days. We're beyond the, you know, days of the Puritans out there in the colonies where everybody was punished for the simple thought of being who they were being, you know. So we've moved forward a lot, but we've also lost a lot. And, you know, just like you're talking about right brain, left brain, we do have a way of analyzing and dividing and defining things. And to me, where we need to go is back to wholeness. You know, the simplicity, clarity, and wholeness that the life all around us and within us will provide if that's what we're asking for, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, that's so, so true. Mind- you know, things things have become so ahead. complicated in this world, don't they? Don't you think, Zola, that that things have been become so complex and complicated and we forget about the simplicity and the the value and the beauty of that? You're so right. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with we're being bombarded with these messages of what we should be looking for, seeking, seeking, seeking. But the truth (laughs) is is that our minds are like these question and answer uh, processors, and the questions or what we're looking for is what we'll find. I mean, this is one of the great things if you begin to understand how the mind works at its best is the secret to noticing the questions you're asking and noticing how can you ask great questions, the ones that are going to bring you to an empowering solution to something. Instead of, why am I always having problems every time I have the computer, (laughs) something goes wrong? Well, how about asking a different question? You're going to have more helpful answers come to mind and and your eyes and mind are going to find different things. So that's part of it is the questions we ask and as a culture I think we're asking how can we have more? You know, Mm -hmm. we are complicating things for ourselves. Yeah. How about more peace? Yeah. So I'm I'm just curious though, why do you think that is? I mean, I know that our culture is part of it and it's just all the stuff around us, but do you feel that there's maybe um, a, a movement beginning to more simplicity? I, just, I kind of think of like, you know, the hippies from the 60s or whatever. They're sort of gone. <laughs> well, there's some people left, obviously. But but do you think that sort of that's coming back, the simple, basic, let's get back to nature stuff? 
You know, I think things have different uh, appearances in different times. And so what it looked like in the 60s and what it would look like today, if you're talking about somebody who wants to be at home and natural in their own being and in their world, you know, we do have a highly technological culture now. But we can be high-tech, high-touch. And yes, it is very valuable and real that many people have discovered simplifying is essential. Uh, we can't allow ourselves, hopefully, to simply be pushed around and, and molded by 10 million thousands of continual data inputs that are confusing our brains. Our brains are not, they're not limited, but they have a certain way of processing that allows us to have greatness within us. And if we use our minds for things that agitate, then we never get to experience that natural capacity that we have. You know, there are a lot of kids, for example, in schools who are being diagnosed with ADD. Well, it's not because they have a deficit of attention. It's because we're asking them to channel attention in ways that are absolutely contrary to the way we've evolved. And some children are so much needing to be physically active and immersed in a rich and engaging experience that they're going to become agitated. It's not natural. So I like to think of that as attention dialed differently, like perhaps in a good way, rather than attention deficit disorder. These labels we give, you know, they are powerful. The way we use words is very, very influential. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad for one thing. I'm glad that you that you mentioned that we can have technology, but actually still have the high touch and not because some people, you know, sort of just really um, poo poo any technology because it's you know too much stuff. But there is a way, and I and I agree with you, Zola. I think there is a way to to also use that to maybe connect with people that you'll otherwise never be able to connect with and things like that. So I think there's a way to use it without um, hurting our brain. I think we can use it to help our brain. And as far as, you know, attention deficit disorder or the labels that people give things these days, I totally agree with you. We need to, I mean, kid, when I was a kid, we would go play outside. You know, we we didn't <laughs> we didn't stay in the house. I grew up on a farm, so I was always outside. If I wasn't playing, I was working. So, but it was a healthy way to be because you were close to the earth and you were moving your body. And I think that that's one of the issues that, at least the culture here in the U.S. that that we struggle with is our kids aren't they're not outside playing as much. What do you think about that? Oh, it's it's so true. You know, there when when I went back to school to become an educator because I realized I wanted to really make a difference for young people. Um, there was just this um, clear clear evidence that's existed for decades about how much our bodies and this means our cells, you know, our neurons and our minds, our energy field around that our heart generates this incredible field around us it's all designed for connection for huge degrees of connection with you know other beings with a million colors processing all these things inside and outside of ourselves and and bringing it to a whole centered experience that each of us get to create for ourselves one life you know, one beautiful, whole, and wholehearted life is the opportunity. And it's so important to know that we can go for that, that we are part of this, and we are endowed with a capacity to create and learn how to have that kind of wholehearted, clear, energized, peace-centered world. You know, we can create it outside ourselves and in our hearts. I know that. Yeah. Well, you talk about, on, on your website, you talk about the storyteller within. Tell us more about that. Mm. It has to do with when we were children and we have this time until we're about four, 
maybe five, where our minds are sponge-like, they say. But what it actually literally is, it's like a hypnotic state that little ones are in. And at that time, a lot of our stories and stories that make us think of ourselves as something apart from others, alone, uh, less than what we're supposed to be, wrong. There are a lot of these kind of stories that get embedded in our subconscious or our unconscious levels of mind activity. They're very alive in us. They influence us. They influence choices that we make. So it's really important to know that uh, when we're making uh, choices, when we're talking to ourselves, you know, the words we use, they're actually coming from a sense of who we are thinking we are at that moment. So if you have a story about yourself as being the, you know, the kid that was always wrong or the kid who talked too much, say say the kid who talked too much, and you go out in, in public, perhaps you're going to be hampered by shyness. Well, that's not really who you are, but there's a program in there, a story that you probably reinforce for yourself by the way that you talk to yourself and tell the story of how you are in the world. And we reiterate these stories a thousand times. I mean, we all have that chattering self-talk, don't we? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we can choose other kinds of self-talk, but I believe that the most valuable thing is to notice what kind of uh, the, it helps me to think of it as like an inner storyteller that Shakespeare said the world's a stage and each of us is an actor. Well, we also have parts within us that play different parts at different times, like our role as a daughter, um, or our role as a doctor, or our role as a um, teacher. Different parts of ourselves engage, and uh, I know for myself, I can be completely confident in one arena and become a, a shy and uncertain if things trigger these really old sense of self that existed. So it's really helpful to remember that that's not really who I am. That's just like a story that I can live inside. I can tell myself that story and whoop, my whole universe becomes that for the moment, you know, or we can shift who we are. And so I believe we have a biggest story that we tell ourselves. What's your real purpose in life? Who are you? You know, why are you here? You know, what is it that keeps recurring that, that's a fascination? What really triggers the love that frightens you and, and makes you go into that zone, that state of flow where you just everything becomes effortless and alive for you? You know, find out who that is. And let that be the self that that is your storyteller most of all. You know, recognize when you slip into that smaller state. Now, there's a lot of stuff in the business arena about telling your story, right? And telling your story in life is a very important and good thing. But there's also this whole little piece that I'm sharing that I don't really hear spoken of much. I think it's really how we how we our inner storytellers, in our self-talk, and how powerful that can be to shift how we experience life. I mean, we can yeah. shut down ourselves really fast. We can shut down or we can expand. So it's the gift of choice, isn't it? Mm-hmm, it is. So how do you help people like the clients that you see, Zola? How do you help them to change their story to, um, you know, to not to not sort of live in that story that's not really real, it's not really them, or doesn't have to be. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, I think most of all is to really practice being in touch with that which makes you feel good and whole and brings up this experience of love. And we all have really strong experiences of states that we've gone into, you know, fear states, joy states, flow states. Go back in your memory and find those memories that recall that great sense of flow and wholeness and joy in living and cultivate those memories and and even create little icons for yourself. I love to tell people, you know, those stones that have serve as a reminder, something physical that you can pick up and move it from hand to hand triggers a body 
response, a physical engagement with what it is. So if you have something that for you represents like a shell from a time that you were walking on the beach in Costa Rica and you had that perfect sense of wholeness with life, connectedness, you know, let that shell be on your desk and pick it up and hold it and just shift for a moment. We actually have the ability to learn in our bodies to feel physical shifting going deep, deep, deep into this like deep, relaxed, flowing state. And it is something that you can learn. There are hypnosis tapes that can you can learn it. Um, there are different ways, but oh, it's an incredibly powerful skill. And to be able to notice when you've gone off track and your your brain has gone a mile a minute in the negative direction, that you can recognize and remember. You know, so put reminders around yourself. Bright, beautiful reminders in your environment of who you want to be seeing yourself as right now, you know, and it all comes down to this moment. You know, that's that's the mindfulness thing. It's this moment is where we create everything from. So what are we doing with our awareness in this moment? So you know, I, as you say that, I look around my office and I've got little, little trinkets and things from... All you know from you know being on the beach in Hilton Head and finding three identical shells in the time when I was thinking about the fifth world, finding five of those, and I mean all these little memorances and all these little things, and I have them all over my office. So it's good to hear that I'm doing something right with them. <laughs> and do you tune into them? I mean, because they're I, powerful. You give I them do, more I power. Do. Yeah, and yeah, and you're right. When I when I look at them or when I you know pick them up. I can put my, I mean, it's easy for me to go back to that feeling I had when I found them. That's wonderful. You know, for me, one of the things is water. I just have this Mm -hmm. uh, association with water. And if I have a glass of water and I really just take that and how awesome is a glass of water, you know, the whole water cycle and, and, you know the where it has been and how beautiful the process of the rains and the and the universe that we're part of on this beautiful earth you know all of that I can hold it in a clear transparent glass I can drink it and it becomes my fuel for thoughts and cells and energy you know and mm-hmm. it's one of the best things for your mind you know so if you drink a lot of water awesome you're going to be thinking a lot more clearly do you know how many of the elders uh, have function just by hydrating because it's a really common thing that dehydration. I'm sure you're a nurse, you know that, in the elders yeah. especially. Yeah, but it's, I, I mean, I use the analogy of um, watering. Like, if people have house plants, most of the time people have house plants. So I, so mm-hmm. I tell, I say to people, you know what it looks like when you forget to water it, your house plant for a while, like maybe two weeks. It looks sort of dead, like it's going to die. It's all droopy. I said, well, kind of. That's what you're doing to your brain because it needs the water too. So I I usually use that analogy and people kind of get it then. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I I don't want to look like those dead house plants. Totally. I love that. You know what? We There's another thing I say to my husband sometimes because he comes from a family that wasn't very physical and I'm in agreement with him really early on. You know, I never saw them hug much or something. And mm. I, my family actually was very demonstrative of their caring. They were just dysfunctional in other ways, but very, you know, loving. And this thing I told my husband when we first got together is, oh, that's not going to work, you know. I still have to remind him, I am like a flower. I am like a plant. I, this is my water. I need to be hugged. Well, mm-hmm. I just know also that I'm giving him a gift that he's just not conscious. We all need it. You know, a few hugs a day does have mm-hmm. wonders for our immune system and everything else, you know, our, our sense of calm. So... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, my, my youngest son, when he's married now, but when he was dating his now wife, she wasn't, she did not come from a hugging family either. And so I said, Ben, I'm sorry, hon, but you're, I can't change. She's going to have to become a hugger. 
and and she did. <laughs> and now they have a little one who is Jack is about oh twenty one months old, and that's the that's the thing. You know, they're really good about teaching him to hug other people. And I think that's good. And and I don't know. I mean, she may have you know become a hugger without me saying that. But but I really um, that she was willing to to shift in that way um, because I said I can't. I'm sorry. It's just who I am. Uh, yay for you. <laughs> that's so great. Um, children that have so many strengths like that, you know, just an innate awareness. You know, they'll run up and hug. A little yeah. puppy when they see it, you know, they'll just, um, maybe it's dangerous, but, <laughs> um, and we, a lot of things get schooled out of us. So really all we really need to do, but here's one of the stories I want to encourage people to own is your human nature is nature. You know, your human strength is natural and and to trust life and trust your humanity and trust the strengths within you. You know, our connection with time is so uh, strange and controlling and distorting and fragmenting sometimes. People are in overwhelm because there's way too much that we're packing into a little bit of time. Try making a natural connection to time. Uh, there was around the turn of the 19th century, there was a man who wrote about strong time. And, you know, many cultures think of time in terms of natural cycles and really don't break up the day a lot more than sunrise, sunset. But, you know, we were meant to see sunrise and sunset. It shifts everything physiologically for us and psychically, too, to take that time. But um, just to connect with cycles, you know, let it be the moon, let it be the seasons. In business, I tell my people, you know, take advantage and in, in we have quarterly reviews, it's natural, it's built in with business, we'll merge it with the seasons because it, by timing-wise, happens to be connected to the seasons anyway. You know, so do your reflections around what you really want in this season, you know, with an awareness of what the seasons are bringing. Excuse, excuse right. me a sec. Sorry, I need my water. <laughs> yes, you need your water. And, you know, I think we might have a caller on the line, Zola, that would like to chat with us. Is it all right to bring someone on? Yes, wonderful. Awesome. I will do that. Hello, you're here at the Gifted Choice. Hi, I enjoy shows like this because they bring you back to, um, some people call it Jewish mysticism, but other people call it the real calendar. And the mm. real calendar does start, uh, you know, with the sunset, the sunrise, and it does go by the seasons. So if you look at the older, older, older faiths like uh, Judeo and as well as um, the Islamic religion, they are very, very, very exact about going with the seasons and going with the flow. And I'm trying to get to be more like that because it's also taking the path of least resistance. Um, and it also, it's, it, it affects you physically, whether we want to realize it or not, it's happening. I know that something's getting ready to happen. Exactly what it is, I don't know, but I can already feel the physical manifestations of something changing. Yeah. It's like you you know something's coming. Zola, do you mm-hmm. have any insight for our caller today? Because um, we were just talking about um, you were just talking about relating it to the seasons and and you know performance issues and things. So, what would you do? You have any advice or or I don't know? Maybe our caller has a question. <laughs> I, I have celebration. I just love hearing what you just shared. It was eloquent and it's so real. We, you know, I I have been part of women's circles, and I have a, my family. I was born in Arizona. I do have a strong connection with the Native American tradition, and I love the Navajo beauty way, which is really a, about immersing our nature in the harmony and strength of the natural world and being a reflection and a good steward. And it's called the beauty way, although that's just a translation. The word is much bigger than what we mean by beauty. But <clears throat> that awareness of our part and our participation in the unfolding 
of the world, you know, the whole world. And um, so I've been fortunate to be part of uh, women's circles that were uh, connected also with the Native American traditions, and it's one of the ways. But I love what you share. And, you know, new moon and full moon, one thing that I do is consider the new moon as a time of seed planting and set intentions because that's sort of in the old almanac, and it is in old cultural. I think it actually has to do with how plant, how seeds sprout and how we all are responsive to the lunar cycle with a sense of tides, you know, being pulled upward and something growing with the waxing moon. You know, the tides get stronger. <clears throat> and so it's interesting, isn't it? All cultures... Um, used to be at one time so wise and connected with these things. Do you have any comment or question or something you want to share? I did. Um, I know that we've got the red blood moon coming through, and I know that it was not but a few days ago, at least it feels like to me, that we had the new moon. And I know that in the uh, Jewish Bible as well as the Muslim Bible, they're getting ready for the new year, which is officially in October with the mm. season. It's not in January, 111. It is um, in October. And I just wanted to ask you collectively, because there are so many rumors going on right now about what is going to happen um, come December, and I would just like to know from, a, I guess, more of a na- natural perspective, more with someone who's in tune with nature. And uh, for some reason, it's also the Southwest. And incidentally, I'm also originally from the Southwest. So we are probably at the beginning of, of things that happen, and then they happen other places. I, that's just my my perception. Um I just wanted to know what kind of a feel you get, I guess, with between now and, and December, and, and even if you can add a little bit of, of uh, commentary as to what's going to happen with this new year come October, I think it's October 20th or 21st, when when the sky tells us it's a new year. Uh, you know, these are really big things that you're talking about, and there are a lot of... Um, different approaches that people have. And one of the things, uh, being an international on online uh, mentor in business, I have people who are experiencing spring uh, at, at the time that we're experiencing fall. And so people in my mastermind, for example. So I've begun to realize that where we are needs to be really deeply connected to our ecosystem, our water cycle, our natural seasonal cycle. I do happen to also recall that the Celtic traditions, I believe, regard autumn as a new year because uh, the seeds are being dropped from the plants at that time, and then the watering, the rains come. But that's a north, uh, northern hemisphere pattern. So it's interesting. I am not somebody... I wish I could prophesy or, or foretell what I think, but I do know that for me in the autumn, you know, I like to have a, a autumn retreat, and it's a time... Autumn is a time where, you know, trees begin to drop their leaves, begin to consolidate the life force for going through the winter. It's a deepening. Roots go deeper. Um, And the relationship to the cycle of the day changes because the days become shorter and shorter if you're in the northern hemisphere. So it's by nature a more introspective for human beings. We tend to be indoors more. You know, it's when the mammals hibernate. Um, maybe frogs, too, come to think of it. <laughs> so I, I, I do know that change is afoot. We're living in really powerful times, and so much is happening. And, and all we can do is to really true to, be true to our own deepest knowing and reconnect, always reconnect. Hold yourself close to 
world that you know is real and that makes you feel whole and find your connection with a tribe, the people who also will hold and care and support and and recall for you what your purpose is, you know, when you tend to forget. And right now we need to do that for one another all the time. There's so much that's going on and throw us off. Or, um, so that that's my personal perspective is, you know, guide your life every day by listening, listening to life, trusting life, uh, be bold with the messages that you're you're given of what your work is. You know, try not to let fear rule. You know, let let it be that love leads you. And in the end, I I really have a good feeling for where things are going to be. But there's a lot of lot of trouble, a lot of heartache happening too. So I don't mean to make light. You know. I just look at it as like a cleanse, as like a purging, and I do strongly believe that everything in life is cyclical. So just whenever things go have, go way, way down like they have in our media, I think that needs to get reversed. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of things need to be, uh, for lack of a better word, cleansed, purged, replaced, renewed, realigned. Um, a, a lot of of the things that are are normal to me are absolutely not normal, absolutely off kilter, and I just feel that there's probably a lot of people like me who mm-hmm. just want you to be at peace and, mm-hmm. and for everybody take care of one another, to you know offer your support without expecting anything back, and I do believe that we're coming into much better times, but. It's it's the growing pains. I don't know if you ladies recall, but when we went from childhood into adolescence, it was very physically painful. And as a planet and as a society in our planet, I think we're experiencing those growing pains right before the major shift. There's mm-hmm. a lot being shaken out to be looked at and and tossed away, or to choose what 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 is worthy of carrying forward. And I believe we are really going into a time where there are more and more who are choosing to be, you know, say heart-based business, uh, for example, heart-centered. Uh, there are people who are doing businesses simply as a as an act of service, not for profit. You know, there's a, the world is, um, and, and maybe it's always had so much beauty and love, but it's our time now to live it out, live it fully, you know, and, and be kind and gentle to one another and to ourselves, you know. That thing about the story, I mean, it does no good to be the bad parent chastising yourself, bad, 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 you know, when you don't live up to what you want. We are designed to have greater ambitions, aspirations, visions than anything we can ever accomplish in a short time. So so it's all just a process. Love yourself as you are right now and honor the process and, and do that for one another, you know, and, and let each day itself be a whole cycle, you know, begin... It's interesting you should talk about the heart because right now as you're speaking, it's probably been for like the last hour, I have heart pain, I have chest pain. Um, And I know I'm not the only one who's going through all of these growing pains right now. Um, I'm I'm choosing to vibrate much higher and, you know, your body has to catch up with with what's going on in your spirit. And it's a process, but... um, I'm, I'm, I've already decided, you know, a long time ago that this is where I want to go. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, you so know, much. As, as the nurse practitioner in me is, always has to say, okay, if you think you're having heart, true heart pain, you need to have it checked out. But, you know, I think what you're referring to is your heart chakra probably is where you're having um, discomfort. And, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you've, if you're familiar, how familiar you are with the chakra system and all of that, but, um, if you, this is what I do, which really helps me because I know I've had this from time to time as well, is just taking your, the palms of both hands, 
crossing them over your chest, over your heart chakra. And the energy mm-hmm. from the palms of your hands, because there's little chakras there, aligns with mm-hmm. the energy from your heart, which is huge. I mean, our heart has more energy irradiating from it than anything in our bodies. And that connection mm-hmm. really helps. It helps me to feel grounded and centered and calm and at, at ease and secure and all the good things because there is all that goodness out there for us. So that would be sort of my two cents worth in all of this since you mentioned um, pain in your chest. Uh-huh. And that's exactly Bonnie. what I wanted to hear was the answer to how to stop that pain. And you came right to it. Thank you for getting through that, that maze that I gave you. Uh-huh. Well, now, though, you know, the nurse practitioner, he always has to say, get it checked out if you think it's truly your heart physically. But if it's your heart chakra, you can simply do that with your own energy. I know the difference already when it's the chakras, and yeah, it is the heart chakra. Do you know the difference? And sometimes I go to to bed like that. It's just so comforting to have that energy connection as I fall asleep. It's and, and I know many people who do who have trouble sleeping. It it helps them. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a that's a wonderful practice. So simple, and really, really powerful. And what about hip pain? What do you do for that in particular? Because I know that that's another chakra or another plex or solar plex area. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it depends on, you know, what is is going on, obviously. And there's probably more to it than we can obviously get to, you know, on, on, our, on a radio show. But certainly if you think there's something wrong, you know, get it checked out by, you know, healthcare provider or whatever. But sometimes um, like knee pain, hip pain, things that help you to move is got something to do with moving forward. Oh. And since, you know, you're talking about, you know, what's coming with the new year in terms of the new year that is happening in October and also the new year in January. Perhaps there's a connection there. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't know enough about what's going on to to give you advice, certainly, but that would be the first thing that comes to me. Well, we're all intertwined in one way or another. Believe it or not, advice on one level can actually be utilized on various different levels. So I got the answer that I wanted. I, I do. I was able to um, to disseminate and to get what I needed out of out of your um, suggestion. It's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I am apprehensive about um, moving forward because it would mean a different life than what I've got now. Yeah. Well, and you know, in the beginning of the show, and I'm sorry, I didn't catch your first name. It's Lori. Lori, Lori, in the beginning of the show, we were talking about, um, you know, mindfulness. And I know that Zola practices a lot of that and has for many years, and, and, and I do as well. But to me, when I'm struggling with whatever, the best thing that I can do for me is just to to go to that inner place, you know, to to come inside and just, if you have a question, ask it, but then be still enough long enough to hear the answer because there are answers to everything. We have all the answers. That's true. Mm, we do. One of the things so, that I I like to do sometimes is to actually do a brainstorm of questions because there's this uh, refining and opening that happens by that process especially if you if you do it from a you know soulful kind of place and you're asking questions about like what is and and then you find the question that stands out and it will it'll like just be so clear this is where my attention uh really can find the greatest solution by asking this you know and then live with the question but as Rilke said love the questions Love the question. And and trust life, trust life, and go forward. Really, there's n- you will be held. You are already held. 
We are. I mean, look at this. None of us would be here if it weren't that breath is coming into us, sunlight is pouring down on us, water is flowing all around the... You know, we are so sustained. Well, Lori, I want to thank you for calling in today. It's been a fabulous conversation with you on the line. Thank you. And we're going to end the show in just a few minutes. Um, so I, if it's okay, I want to just say goodbye for now to you. Thanks. And we want to tell everybody how they can get more of her because I have a feeling that people, maybe like you, are going to want more of Zola. So, so Zola, tell us how can people connect with you? Thank you. Um well, I do. I am very active on Facebook. I have several Facebook groups as well as a page, um, and it's Creative Matrix. If you if you look in Creative Momentum for Small Business or Creative Matrix, if you're on Facebook, my website is www.creative-momentum.com. So it's Creative, all one word, dash Momentum, M-O-M-E-N-T-U-M. Dot com and for it's creative momentum for small business and creative professionals and so if you're in startup or feeling stuck or want to really develop your vision for uh, the work that you do or you're choosing I can definitely be supportive in that arena and do know also the unique challenges that creatives face we have a different kind of mind and it's really essential to to befriend the way that you are, even though it's not the um, dominant paradigm of how to approach business or your own life. You know? So so Creative Momentum for small business and creative professionals. And then um, that's creativemomentum.com. And Facebook, Zola DeFermian. Just you know, send me and you can, you're welcome to send me a private message or post my pages open, my um, profile. So Zola, Z-O-L-A, Defermian. You can see it on Bonnie's show header, D-E space F-I-R-M-I-A-N. And, and I think there's I a pop-up link on- to some of those things on the show page. So those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, the links are on the page right below um, our description for today's show. Good. That's right. <clears throat> it's beautifully done, Bonnie. Thank you. And I want to thank you for being here with us today and, and sharing your wisdom and, and insight into something that I, I think we forget in the busyness of life. You know, just a reminder of that simplicity and connecting with nature and and all the things that we talked about today. So I, I do want to thank you for sharing your time with us and with my community here. Um, is there anything you know, we have about, oh, I don't know, a minute and a half left of the show. Is there anything else, any, you know, if, if people only leave with one thought from today, that's all they could fit in their brain, what do you want that one thought to be? Your most important oh, message. <clears throat> this is a, um, a quote from Johann uh, Goethe, from Goethe. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius power, and magic in it. Mm. I, I like that. You know, because so many people have, you know, dreams and they don't they don't act. They don't move forward. They don't take action because they think, oh, who am I? Or that'll never work. Or, you know, we have that um, little negative Nelly person in us. <laughs> so that's, that's great advice, you know. Oh, and if you keep it within... Uh, doesn't it just uh, kind of uh, cause something in you to die or, or fade a little bit? It's, you struggle it with that experience. Yeah, it so does. Free it up. It's okay to make mistakes. Exactly. Well, um, Zola, the more, thank you so the more much. successful. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go You're ahead. so welcome. Oh, I was just going to say, the more successful entrepreneurs are those who who try more and fail more. Uh, the more the more mistakes, decisions, decisions, decisions. You know, using exactly. that gift of choice over and exactly. over is how we get good. <laughs> well, I will see you all Thank next you. Monday at two p.m. Central. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the bye, Gift Zola. of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. 
The gift of choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mmbglobalsolutions.com.